All those all those fun flavors together in one? The fruits we know and love. I haven't seen a script, but I've no doubt. If it isn't up to par, they'll chuck it out. Ooh, la, 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 la. All my actor friends are cracking wise, but I can see the envy in their eyes. And I was like, oh, sometimes I don't like it. But then they mentioned some dumbass fantasy name, like Flemvrindal the Loot Master. Yeah. And then I'm, they sucked me back in. And we were like, oh, man, I hate I hate those dumb fantasy names and their dumb fantasy stuff. Yeah. And you also don't really fuck with musicals as, not not like opposed to it. Yeah, but. I'm not opposed to it. It's just like the things that I look for in most stories aren't in there, you know. Uh-huh. Like fantasy the song and dance spectacle. It's like, yeah. I mean, I think a fantasy is sort of a song and dance as well. I was looking at that Witcher. We put on the Witcher for five minutes before the show, and we had Henry Cavill with a wig, and he was on a horse, and oh, yeah. he and he was wearing a bunch of armor, and he was saying things, and I didn't know really what he was talking about. And I was like, man, can we just talk about our feelings? And there's magic and lore. What are you thinking about Witcher? Witcher, what's on your mind? It's so I was like, thinking, the like, Cats might be the anti-Spencer production. It's nothing but singing yeah. and dancing about Flavendel, the loot maker, exactly. and his magical times. It's, and also, let's not get to know anyone in any it's real all, depth. It's all musical. It's all music, all the time. All, all, the and thi- all lore. The thing is that I am attempting to expand my horizons, mm-hmm. you know? You because know. it's not like... Fantasy is bad by its very nature. It's not like musicals are bad by their very nature. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I know that everyone thinks this Cats thing is bad, but I, I've seen a lot of people also say it's great. And, you know, I'm willing. Both. I want to. I. It's an empathy test, you know. I want to sit down in that theater and I want to be the person for two and a half hours. I want to be a cat. That loves this movie. <laughs> I want to. I don't know who that person is. They're definitely not me, you know. They mm. were not when they when they were planning this movie. They weren't like Spencer's gonna love it. They were mm. like thinking about Auntie Auntie Dorabelle. She's gonna love this movie, mm-hmm. and I want to go. It's a those theater heads. They're gonna yeah, love it. I want to participate in in entertainment. Like I am, like I could be Auntie Dorabelle, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what you need and to go in the movie with? Not wanting to be a person that loves cats, but you need to go into it wanting to be a cat. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was more of an Aristocats thing. Well, everybody wants to be a everybody cat. Everybody does, yeah. So. so They do say that a cat's the only cat that knows where it's at, but I think the Jellicle cats... Right. Know where everything's at. Now, is Jellica a status? Jellicle. Jellicle. Is it a status? No is... one knows what Jellicle oh, is. Oh, okay. It's just the thing they say? Only the cats do. It's but they like say in, it a lot. It's like in Hamtaro. I think I've made this comparison before. It's very Hamtaro. They yeah, just say yeah. words because that's what hamsters say. Yeah. That's what cats say. They say Jellicle. The cats all know what it means. Yeah. And they we... seem to be. It seems to be also um, the name of their like specific gang. Of alley cats. Okay. They're, they are the Jellicle cats, but it seems right. to be a mystical 
far flung. So they're game. like Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you could say the Jellicles are Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like in the prequels, we get to hang out with like 12 Jedi, 12 Jellicles. But like we know that the Jellicles have existed forever. Yes. But, oh, yes. But we get just get to spend three mm-hmm. movies with these specific Jellicles yeah. and watch as their empire collapses. Exactly. We don't know why they exist. We don't know how they came to exist. But this is what they are and what they do. And there's some very... Very specific rules mm-hmm. for the Jellicle lifestyle. They have to sing Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. I can't wait for the movie sequel. The sequel that comes out in 40 years, mm-hmm. that's a sequel to Cats, about one of the cats that he's grumpy and he's old and he's over it. Mm-hmm. And he thinks the Jellicle should end. Yeah. The well, Jellicle the doesn't belong bad. to us. The cavity's pretty bad. The cavities are? McCavity. He's, McCavity. He's the bad guy cat. Okay. Uh, what does he do with his badness? Oh, he causes so much trouble. He he teleports with okay. magic dust. Things that cats do. Yes, he says ineffable a lot. I, I, was def- I was trying to think, like, if I was a bad cat, what would, what would, if I was trying to show to an audience that this cat should not be trusted, mm-hmm. I would do things like he knocks off your things off the table mm-hmm. and he he takes he up all your bed and you're like, that's my bed. You you maybe you can have the corner. Yep. But McCav- that's my bed. Cavity's whole deal. He like swipes at your face when mischief, you're trying to pet him. There's the mischief cats. Rumple teaser and uh Mungo Jerry. So they get into all kinds Mungo of Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry and Rumble M U N G O. Uh-huh. Mungo. Mungo. Like mango, a mango, but yeah, yeah. A mango, but it's a little bit off. It's a little bit rotten. Yeah, it's a rotten mango. mango. Jerry, J E R R I E. Mango Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Rumple Teaser. They're mischievous cats. They get into trouble. Right. They don't care who knows. McCavity, he's a slinker. He, you never see him do it. You just know he did it. Oh. It's like, where's, where's my jewelry? That is very cat-ish. Mm. I saw McCavity out on the lawn. You look, he's not there. You, you look around your apartment trying to find your Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. and your cat has grabbed it and thrown it out the window. You never saw him do it, but you know he did you it. You know he did it. But when you reach the scene of crime, McCavity's not there. That's a quote from the movie. <laughs> That's his whole thing. McCavity's not there. There's also a line. There's also a line. Where it goes, McCavity, McCavity, there's no one like McCavity. He's broken every human law. He breaks the law of gravity. Something, something. And so people were like, wait, 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 wait. McCavity has broken every human law. And so now there's just like a series of tweets of people being like, McCavity has done tax evasion. Yeah. Or like, McCavity, war crimes. Oh, mm-hmm. man. He's ordered some more crime because he's broken every law. Every human law. Every single law that exists. Jaywalking? Oh, my God. Dine. What do you think cats... Murder? But do the cats understand human law? No. They probably understand that there is human law, but they think of things like our, yeah. like, uh, society's social norms probably are human law to them. Yep. Where they're like... It's just hyperbole. They don't know. They don't know what. See, this is why I can't get into musicals. Just say what you mean. <laughs> stop. Stop singing about it. Just mm-hmm. everyone sit down. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to have a big musical sequence about how you feel a little bit trapped at this nunnery? Yeah. It's an okay nunnery. 
It's great. What's great about cats is that each of the cats has their own song that's like about them. But each of the things that's about them is like, it's also very specific to cat behaviors, you know? So it's like, there's the cat that's the Gumby cat, Jenny Annie Dots. And it's her thing is that she's a big fat cat. But as soon as the sun goes down, oh, she likes to party. She gets stuff done and she teaches the mice how to crochet and she teaches the, the cockroaches to dance and sing or something. See, so her, her whole thing is the fact that cats, they seem so lazy, but then they're nocturnal animals, right? So they go crazy at night. She's the go crazy at night cat. This doesn't sound unappealing. It's extremely appealing. It's great. It sounds like you just cats get to hang rules. out with it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and never, I'm down for that. You can hang out with it forever. Yeah. It's and like, you can make, we all have to make our own jellical sonas, too. Yes. Like, what kind of cat are you? I, I do not. Currently, from the four names you've told me, I do not understand the naming convention. Oh, okay. Well, I have I have very good news for you because there's an entire song okay. that will explain this. Explain the it's naming It's the very convention. first poem in T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which I just so happen to physically have on my lap. Yeah. So, the naming of cats is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. You may think at first I'm as mad as a hatter when I tell you a cat must have three different names. Anyway, so the cat has a name the family gives them, which is normal, like Bob, John, Alonzo, or James. But, okay. (laughs) So those are their examples. All of them sensible, everyday names. But then the cats also give themselves their own names that they use for each other. So presumably the names that we learn in the musical are not actually what the families call them. Yeah. Mr. Tugglesworth or whatever. I imagine... They're calling themselves Rum Tum Tugger and Rumble Teaser and Alonzo. Although one of them is just named Victoria, which is pretty normal. Is she like... The main cat's name is Monkey Strap. Is she the sexy cat that we're supposed to be attracted to? Yeah, she's she's the sexy ballet dancer cat. So that's why she has a human name. I mean, they're all sexy, so... I know, but like... You Taylor know, Swift, in, the Taylor Swift cat, Bomblerina, she gets she gets whenever, high heels, and she's the only one that gets shoes, except for Skimbleshanks, who tap dances. So, so uh, uh, a friend of mine tweeted, "Why do the cats that are covered in fur wear fur coats?" Very good question. And I tweeted back, "Why paint the Sistine Chapel?" Oh, that's so good. Welcome to Fan Fiction Writer's Room. I'm your editing manager, Spencer Suarez. I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. Here on Fan Fiction Writer's Room. Do you know? Oh, there's We do something. Here on Fan Fiction Writer's Room, we take characters submitted by you, the listener, and add them to our ever-expanding master list. Uh, four characters are then selected at random and weaved into a masterpiece. And the way all great stories were meant to be told by amateurs on the internet. You can email submissions to ffwrshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at ffwrshow. This week's characters are John Wayne, mm-hmm. the actor mm-hmm. okay. from cowboy films and probably other films. But mm-hmm. like in the public consciousness, I think we remember him for his cowboy flicks. Mm-hmm. Sent in by Wesley Boone. Thank you, Wesley. Dante from Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. This is a video game series about a cool guy with some guns and some swords. Oh, yeah. And cool silver hair. And he fights the demons. And that was sent in by Calvin Hamill. Thank you, Calvin. Lady Macbeth from Project Geeker. 
Mm-hmm. Sent in by Wesley Boone. I don't remember what this character is. It's from some obscure TV show that no one watched except yeah, for Wesley right, Boone. Yeah, right, right, right. We got that character before, and it was some, like, 80s rad parody thing. Oh, and she's, yeah. like, a super sexy cyborg or she something. Was a, she was the super sexy cyborg to a regular guy's... Uh, yeah. Regular guy fell into fantasy world. Some and sort of parody. This is the overqualified... Best lady character, yes. best friend lady, possibly crush character. But you know character. what? It's Lady Macbeth from Shakespeare. Right Ooh, now. Yeah. I decided. I yeah. decreed. Uh, and Mario, Super Mario. Super Mario. Uh, sent in by Ade. Mm, okay, thank you, Ade. And our fan fiction this week is tagged with the following. Uh-huh. Desire. Mm, desire. Alternate canon. Alternate canon. And in public in public and another just a just an important note Mm -hmm. this might be our horniest episode yet you know why because i've watched cats there's a special reason why this is possibly our our horniest yet Mm -hmm. this is episode 69 (gasps) of fan fiction writers room oh ready one two nice Nice. oh did we harmonize nice 69. John Wayne, he's a cowboy man. So he's the cowboy cat named Swagger Boots. Swagger Boots, the cowboy cat. The cowboy cat. He loves rooting and tooting and shooting. Wow. And highfalutin. That's true. Mm -hmm. Lady Macbeth. Uh Uh-huh. She's the gaslighting cat. (laughs) She tells you... The manipulator cat. She helps mm-hmm. you accomplish things that you probably... She helps you see what you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it just happens to coincide with what she wants. And Mario's the... He's the bounce cat. Bounce cat. He bounces a lot. He, he's he's it, bouncing boy. It just looks like Mario from Super Mario 3D World wearing his cat costume. It does, Yes. So he also, he has the power to climb up walls. That's what the cat costume does. Oh, yeah. You can climb up walls with that. Bouncing Boy, the platforming cat. And Lady Macbeth, uh, Blood and Blood Dagger, the gaslighting cat. Yeah. Who else did we have? Uh, Dante. What kind of cat is Dante? Oh, the devil cat. Oh, my God. The 666. The The, omen cat. The omen cat. And he's... He's got a cool silver haircut and uh-huh. a cool red jacket and a cool big, big sword and a cool big, big guns. And he can do lots of combos. Oh, man. The combo he's cat. cat. He's the combo cat. Yeah. Cool silver, the combo cat. Like, so, okay. I like this idea of an alternate canon cats universe. We have before written about a dog universe where all of the characters were That's dogs. That's right. But Namely, we didn't have such a, such Riker a rich lore for was us a dog. to explore. Maybe should we save this for when you've seen cats as well? Hmm. I mean, I was gonna say, what if I'm, what if I'm, uh, like I'm, what if I'm over cats by that time? Like, what if I've used up all my cats' energy? But then I was like, <laughs> no, you cannot use up yeah. all of the cats' energy. You have it's an inexhaustible source. Yeah, that's why I think that's what the word jellicle means. It's that yeah, it's inexhaustible like the, source. The magic within. inside all of us. Yeah, it's it's like the force. It binds us. It can it holds us. But I do need to know a very 
I do have a very specific question for you. Please. What is your Jellicle Sona? Okay. What cat are you? What cat now, am I? Now, I was thinking... Please. Rumbly Tumbly. Okay, now tell me about Rumbly Tumbly. The hunger cat. Oh, good cat. Loves to snack. Not yeah. a big fat cat, like Buster for Jones. Right. But just loves to continuously snack. See, I hate food. Mm. Food is more stressful than it is fun for me. Yeah. So I would not be the hunger cat. Nope. Um, I'm going to say, is there a cat that's always late? That's a pretty good one. Is there a cat that like, is there an anxious cat? I think all cats. Yeah. Anxious cats. That is the, I think that cat that like is always patrolling. Like you've given this cat everything this cat will ever want. Mm -hmm. It has food. It has uh, places to run around. It has other cats to play with. It has one of those fountains with the water that they drink from. And it like reminds them of nature or it has everything. And yet this cat cannot chill out. Mm -hmm. This cat constantly is looking for something to murder, bringing back some sort of weird birds that you don't want just because the cat needs to do something because that, that ancient force in the back of their mind, that, Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. that primordial, primordial, primordial nature, the fear. That fear, it's just yes. guiding everything this cat does. Yes, that's the cat I am. The fear. And I'll call myself. You can be Tippy Toe the anxious cat. Tippy Toe's pretty good. That's pretty good. How about uh, let's ruin Tippy Toe a little bit more? Tip, 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 tip. Tippily Toe? Tippily Toe. Beautiful. Tippily Toe. Tippily Toe. I am Tippily Toe. And wherever you go, you make that Flintstones noise. Yes, exactly. Uh, what about you? Did we discuss your cat? Um, you said you would be the hungry cat. I could be Rumbly Tumbly the snacking cat. Snacking cat. Mm, but that is stolen from Winnie the Pooh. He has a Rumbly Tumbly. Mm. So, I don't know. And I could we be... all love Winnie the It's Pooh. true. I'm just saying that, personally, I am more Piglet than I am Pooh Bear. <laughs> yeah. I could be Smash and Bash the clumsy cat. Okay. The knock things off of your That's a pretty good one. Deliberately knock things off of your coffee table cat. Yeah. It's a it's just to watch the classic fall. cat uh maneuver is just to yep. knock things off and then look at you <laughs> with with so much confidence. <laughs> yep. With like, yeah, that's where that goes. I just did that. Yeah. <laughs> and you watched it and you loved it. Yeah, pretty much. Help me bake this thought. Okay. Hype sucks. I don't like Waiting for things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think that's a big problem. But did you not watch Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise? Where he's like, Is that what ooh, the. I gotta wait for it. And then, was that in Vanilla Sky? It was in a Tom Cruise vehicle. Yeah. And he was like, Vanilla Sky. Delayed satisfaction. I'm ooh, okay and then it's with so delayed good satisfaction. When you get it, that's not what. I'm, the thing about hype mm-hmm. is it's delayed <sighs> satisfaction. With marketers continually throwing things at you. Hey, hey, buddy, are you waiting? Are you thinking about this? And with expectations. This is going to be the best movie. And it's all It's going to be the best TV show. It's all the baggage of expectations. Yeah. It's nothing but baggage. It's imposed baggage. I would love if they were just like, hey, man, this is this great thing is going to come out. Mm. This thing that you love, it's going to come out on this day. You should set aside some time for it. Yep. You're going to love it. Here's a little taste. Mm-hmm. Instead, 
they're feeding you. They're forcing you. They're giving you all these. And it, I haven't seen Star Wars yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched. I, as Somehow. A, as I, we discussed last week, uh, I also haven't watched The Mandalorian. And I finally sat down and watched some of The Watchmen mm-hmm. because my brother had been watching it and he said it was really good. And it was on my parents' TV. So over the Christmas break, I, I watched like five episodes of Watchmen. Like from episode one to yeah. two, three, four? Uh, and I like don't know anything yet because they're still unraveling whatever this mystery is. Do you the, remember the story of Watchmen? The original Have you read comic? the comic? Or yeah, I, I read the original comic. Back, I sure don't remember any of it. Back in the day. It's one of those comics that I read at the right time and it blew mm-hmm. my mind. I was like 15 I read it and like my dad read Watchmen. It was like the first comic he'd ever read as an adult. Mm. Like that was a serious comic, not just like stupid. He used to read like Conan the Barbarian or something as a kid back in the 60s. Anyways, he read the Watchmen or Watchmen as it's called. And it blew his mind. Yeah. It blew his mind. So it blew your mind at 16 and my dad at 60. There's some neat stuff in it. There's Mm -hmm. like it's an interesting story about a bunch of goofs. Mm-hmm. Fallen into a political conspiracy that's way bigger than them. Also, they happen to be superheroes. Also, alien squid. Also, alien squid blows up everything. Blows up the world. It's great. Love it. And, like, there's some good stuff with the alien squid in this new one. Because this one takes place after the comic, right? Okay. So there's a character who was there when oh, the alien it, blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he very- has, like... Trauma, and he's like, I, I, he's trying to protect uh, exploding himself. Exploding squids everywhere. Uh, yeah, he's afraid so it of exploding very, squids. So it very, very deliberately is a continuation of the comic, not the movie. Yeah, and this is just a general problem I'm having with sequels in mm-hmm. general. They never like look at what happened in the first movie and realize that the characters have grown Mm -hmm. from that and, like, changed by the end of it. They just undo that all so that they could tell a new story, right? Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Like, I get it. It's frustrating, though, when, like, you're telling me that this character was the character from the comic book, and I'm like, well, she doesn't seem that much like the character. Also, the character at the end of the comic book was pretty different than... The cynical jerk that she was at the beginning. And this character is just kind of a cynical (laughs) jerk. Uh, But like, all right, fine. You want this to be Silk Spectre, I guess. So they do have the main cast doing the main cast They brought some of the characters back. Mm -hmm. Silk Spectre's in it. Dr. Manhattan's in it. Mm -hmm. For, I mean, as far as I know, I actually didn't get far enough to see him. They've teased that he's he's going to. They've mentioned five times, like, Dr. Man hands on Mars and but he's he doesn't not like care a main, about he's us. He's not like a main character no. in that narrative. Okay. This show's not that good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. It's good. It's not bad. Yeah. But the reason people, the reason I watched it was because people were talking about it. Oh, yeah. And it's why I haven't watched Star Wars yet. And it's why I haven't watched The Mandalorian. And it's why I haven't gone and watched a lot of these things that people are talking about is because I know if I go in Star Wars day one, and everyone's going to be screaming and everyone's going to be going, oh, man, when the lightsabers light, I'm going to have a bad time because I want everyone to sit in that theater and be respectful <laughs> and quiet. And I don't like and and like I know that if while people while the Mandalorian is coming out, while Watchmen is coming out, people are going to be more excited about it than 
when it's happened, you know? Yep. When things have passed by, we look back at them and think about as fondly as they deserve in reality, right? Like, if something's really good, it'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. I, for example, think about Alita Battle Angel like (laughs) once a month Mm -hmm. because it was pretty dope. And I think I have to go sit down and watch Alita Battle Angel again. Me too. I need to read the comics. Yeah. And it was like, we went into that movie with no expectations, no hype. It was just a movie about a robot girl that was based off an anime. Didn't know much about it. And man, that movie rules. Mm -hmm. And I want, like, I know everyone hates this new Star Wars. I've avoided the first round of people who would be way too hyped. Yeah. Then I avoided the second round of people that were, like, going to be push-push critical. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting till it's time for, like grandma who's like ah new star wars is out yeah. i guess i gotta go see that because i care because that's the movies that people see and i see all the movies but mm-hmm. i don't know what movies are i uh, that's the audience i want because they're quiet and yeah. respectful and they don't have expectations walking into the movie theater they just sit down and, and they they take in what's happening mm-hmm. and then they leave and they're like it was all right Yep. That's those are the true fans. The true fans, yes. Those are the, the people. Apathetic. I, that that is who I want the to casuals. join. Uh, I saw Star Wars at like as you mentioned, uh, uh, hype wise. I saw it at the perfect moment because the people who were super into it had already seen it and got their complaints out of the way. And I was like, oh, okay, this is something that uh, the diehards aren't don't yep. care for. And all the people that really loved the Last Jedi hated it. Mm-hmm. So I knew. Oh, this movie's going to disappoint me a little bit. Yeah. Because I liked a lot of what The Last Jedi set up. Mm-hmm. But then I got to the point where people were like, oh, come on, you guys. It's just fucking Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just this dumb franchise. And I was like, oh, okay. And I saw it there during was- over the Christmas break yeah. with my family. And my dad never goes to movies. And the last, like, three or four years, as ma- as many years as the new Star Wars has yeah. been coming out. Did he see Rogue One and Solo so. as well? Yeah. But these are, like, the only movies he sees in theaters. Yeah. And it's always with us when That's we come. That's my parents as well. They've... When we come. So it's like a family tradition. Let's go to Star Wars over Christmas. And I can it, name I, the past, rules. like. I love it so much. They've My parents have gone and saw Star Wars, but uh, I think all three of the most recent Star, I mean, the, the trilogy. I don't think they saw Rogue One. Uh-huh. And I don't think they or saw Solo. Solo or whatever. Uh, they saw Thor Ragnarok. They saw Spider-Verse because it got good reviews. Like, they're an interesting... They're, that's the hype thing again. So, and so Is uncritical. when the reviews come out and then the, the, like, more people who watch movies just because it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. That is my parents. It sounds like that's your dad as well. Yeah. Star Wars is culture. Yeah. And, and, and he loved it. And it's so hard to be cynical yeah. when, when you're hanging out with your dad and he's like, oh, it was so fun. And it brought so much cool stuff that I remember from Star Wars. Yeah, you know? It was like, a Star Wars. It was so Star Wars. It and it does. It walking does, robots and uh, for as much lightsabers as it, in it. For as much as it doesn't really have anything to do with number seven and number eight, it sure has a hell of a lot to do with the overarching trilogy Which as a thing. Like, it's a pretty decent lampshade at the very end I mean, compared to, you know. to compared to The Phantom Menace right. as number one. If you consider it one big trilogy yeah, which i think it's all right as an ending it's not great as a 789 trilogy sure. ending it's it's garbage for that I mean, <laughs> but like here's the thing i love just about every star wars i mean i don't i won't say i love them i like just about every star you get wars something movie. from them yeah you enjoy including them. the prequels mm-hmm. i like them as this 
weird mess of visuals mm-hmm. and like a pretty interesting political drama that was poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get overly cynical and then like I say, I went and saw Star Wars with my family and my dad was so hyped for all the like uh, uh, Star Warsy things in it. And my brothers, I always forget when I start complaining about the prequels, my brothers who were young enough yeah. at the time, they were like, they always just go, oh, but Darth Maul, Darth Maul, yeah. so cool, Darth Maul. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, fun enjoyment. My uh, my roommate has been like very much that because, you know, we both have Disney Plus and she went straight to the prequels. And I was like, you know, number one, where yeah. you need to start. But like, I don't think she's watched the 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 original trilogy yet, like in her <laughs> rewatch. And we've watched the new ones because, of course, they're fun and great. Yeah. And it's like, it seems like those were the, are the boring old ones for her, which is fine. The prequels? The original ones. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like kind of slow and boring and like. She loves the characters. Like, she talks about... We we were both while watching The Last Jedi for the third time. I, I've watched it, I think, three times with her recently. She watched it maybe once total those three times. She, like, fell she asleep. She hasn't watched the original trilogy? but She she's has watched se- at some point oh, in her life. I see. Okay, okay. La- I, I thought you she know. jumped from the prequels no, to the no. new sequels. She, I was like, she, I'd be so you know, interested as, you to, know, to know what it's like. We all grow up in this star i mean we don't all of course there are tons of people who haven't seen star wars but like you know it is a cultural you you, your family you know the story goes that your parents show you star wars at an early age because this is culture and then the prequels are coming out and those are your movies and now we've got this new trilogy that are now not even our movies they're this younger generation's movies Mm -hmm. um and yeah like all of the things the prequels, all the mentions of the prequels in The Last Jedi, like, that is the stuff that Julie loves. And, mm. like, I love the 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 style of fighting in the in the pre, in the sequels. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think the throne room fight in Last Jedi is probably the best Star Wars action mm-hmm. sequence ever. Mm-hmm. But she just loves the prequel fights because they're these big flashy dances. And, like, they're awesome. They are her. Yeah. They're absolutely awesome. Yeah. They are undeniably. If that's what you love, then that's they got a lot choreography of that. <laughs> that these performers are doing. And if green screen and CGI doesn't doesn't get in your way of enjoyment, yeah. then hell yeah, if, there's a lot going on there. If boring blocking doesn't get in the way of your enjoying, most people don't actually know what those things are. So mm. don't. If I said blocking, they wouldn't know what I was talking about. Uh, My. One you, point, yes. I wonder if you would enjoy The Witcher. It was kind of boring. It was kind of middling fantasy stuff. But then there was like this fucking rad yeah, I've heard the fight sword fight at the end. But like, it's like, oh, so I'm good. just not interested. And that's mm. I'm yeah. chasing that mostly in my adult life is like, I'm not going to force myself to watch something just because people are talking about it. And I guess that's yeah. what I'm getting down to is I want to wait. This is my advice to people out there if you don't want to go into a star wars movie and be miserable after <laughs> wait a little bit yeah and then go in with no expectations and mm-hmm. it, it's difficult it is difficult to do because lord knows i'm gonna walk in with expectations even though i've been avoiding all the trailers and i keep forgetting the title of the movie i just call it, keep calling it star wars nine yeah. because i don't know what it's called off the top of my head uh, but like i'm Really, just want to listen to my heart, like mm. like the rocks. Mm-hmm. Rock set. Uh, yes. 
Dwayne like, the Rock, Rock Johnson. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson told me, listen to my heart. And like, I, there's nothing else you can do. I sit listen there and a movie comes out and it's called Parasite. And I'm like, this movie sounds cool. I want to go see this movie. And a week goes by and I haven't seen it yet, but I still want to see it. And then two weeks go by and I still want to see it. We're living in this time with Facebooks and Twitters and YouTubes and every company mm-hmm. wants our attention. And it's not just Disney. Yeah. It's every company. Yeah. It's Warner Brothers. It's not even just the movies, guys. It's it's what is a controversy? Nike uh, wants our attention as much as anyone. Yeah. And like now you've that's been- OK, but we just like set boundaries yeah. with it. You- and I'm setting boundaries with my movies because hype has ruined a you've, lot of my movies for me. Yeah, you've you've been dancing around this concept, and I've been holding it in because I want to say it so bad. Please. And now that it's recording again, I got I got to say it. What we all need to do is we need to uh, uh, Marie our media exactly. consumption. Yeah, you need to you need to look at a Star Wars movie and and be in the moment and listen to the listen to the communication and say, does this bring me joy, yeah. or am I just mad about it for some reason? I really enjoyed the extended universe books, maybe. Me, this hypothetical fan. So maybe I'll just go back and reread them all and talk about it on a forum or something. And the movies aren't bringing me joy anymore, so I'll, I'll, I'll cut them from my life. I will let mm-hmm. it go. There is nothing that you need... Oh, and the fear of missing out yeah. is, is just everywhere with, mm-hmm. oh, well, I, I want to be part of the conversation. Yeah. But I don't even... I'm So I'm watching this TV show I don't like... Because I'm worried someone's going to say something good about it? Like, what? You don't need to be part of the conversation. If it's a boring conversation you're not interested in? Yeah. You don't got to be part of it. Part you of know what life. most conversations are? They're pretty boring. They're pretty boring. No offense to conversations. I love having conversations. Oh, I can believe that. And I also love it. That's why we're good friends. But like, Because we're the only ones that will put up with each other exactly. for long periods of time. Everyone else gets sick of us or is like. Shh, keep it, keep it yeah, down, you guys. It's like, you know what? I love that you're performing for us. But we haven't had a chance to look at our menus and order, and it's been 40 minutes. Yeah. I love that you have so much energy. Listen, I'm almost through my Baby Yoda monologue, my soliloquy. Let me just. They won't put me on SNL, so you're all I have, my friends. Yes. Uh, so conversations are great, but, like, not all of them are great. That's why we pick and choose our friends. We're in this time where, and I don't want to get political. Mm. But there's a lot of stuff happening in this world. Oh, my God. Yes. And we only have so much attention, you know? Yeah. And, like, and we got to set boundaries with the our news and our entertainment. Yep. Or we'll get overwhelmed. And that's what's been happening to me. And I'm over it. Yes. Um, and uh, this is a- extending for I'm conmarring my entire life. <laughs> yep. And I, I want that to be to happen to all of y'all. If you are just like me, overwhelmed with everything, mm-hmm. including Star Wars. Right? That thing that's meant to be fun and whiz bang pow. This extremely low stakes, <laughs> like yeah. French sci-fi franchise. All I want to know is who smooches. I don't <laughs> even care if they save the galaxy. Right? Um, 
you mentioned where like there's a there's a, a mystery box and you you aren't interested in the movie itself you just want to know the answers and i've discovered that that life hack as well you can just look it up oh yeah it's great i, I some movies that i'm i'm curious about but don't actually want to watch i'll i'll just sit and yeah. read the wikipedia and that's what i love about those super detailed wikipedias that go through mm. scene by scene and it's just like hell yeah i'm just gonna fucking read it scene by scene and you know what's great about a movie like cats you can't uh-huh. read the Wikipedia page to catch up. That's a movie yeah, you have to experience. It's an experience. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about like the movies is yes. they're an experience. And like I'm going to bring in, I've seen just so I haven't seen Solo, but I've seen every other Star you Wars movie. Solo? Yeah, I'm going to oh, watch that's it. That's surprising. Uh, I, I just wasn't interested in checking it out. And yeah, it was this same thing where I was like, I'm not interested in going and seeing this movie. I'm not going to see it I just because of Star Wars. To do. And I'll watch it when it's on, I guess, Disney Plus, not Netflix. Oh, yeah. But I wanted, to, I wanted to make this analogy. When I was a teen and I was in the throes of an anxiety disorder and not fully realizing that it was an anxiety disorder, I was just a nervous kid. Shout out to all the nervous kids out there. Hell yeah, baby. We love you. you Even when you have smart and helpful, supportive parents that believe in mental illness and all that stuff, it can be hard to even just admit to yourself that something's going on. And it's also hard to know, because there is such thing as just just a nervous kid. Yeah. And then it crosses a line into disorder. I realized that looking back, when I was sitting up in my room, scared out of my bonkers, I was just having anxiety now yeah, 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 because yeah. I st- nothing has changed. So, All that's changed is I'm not afraid of Darth Vader anymore. I'm afraid yeah. that I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. Um, so what I've learned about OCD, but of course anxiety disorders all mingle and talk to each other, is that part of the reason you need to do the rituals and the things, the compulsions, is that you've convinced yourself, or your disorder rather, has convinced you that not doing them will mean the death of someone you love. That it's not just... I need to that's flick really off this light three times. It's that if I don't, this is the only thing that's going to prevent my dad from dropping in dead. Pokemon yeah. five times or my Pikachu will literally suffer He'll, and die yeah, horribly and slowly. Um, so when we would drive anywhere and in Saskatchewan, there's no such thing as cities that touch other cities. Everywhere is highway. You have to drive on highways constantly. Um, so we were always on highways and it gave me huge anxiety and I would have to look forward at the cars, the oncoming cars, and every time a car would pass by us, I would have an anxiety attack. This is the one, here it is. Okay, we're good. This is the one, here it is. And so I was just having mini anxiety attacks. And then I was thinking, why do I keep looking? Why don't I just close my eyes? And I had convinced myself, if I am not looking, that is what will cause the death of my family. That's, I'm not driving. I don't even have a driver's license. I'm like 15 years old and I I can't look away because I've convinced myself, I need to keep an eye on this, even though I am doing nothing. And that's what a million people on Twitter right now are doing. They're Do you ever, staring at you ever realize cars that and doing nothing to help because they can't. And they're just causing themselves unnecessary misery. My brother Luke uh, is talking to me all the time about it. There's a book called 10 Very Good Reasons You Should Delete Your Social Media Right Now. And he, what Luke says constantly every time I complain about the anxiety is he reminds me that it's gambling. It's just mm. gambling. You scroll, scroll, scroll. Maybe something will give me a surge of adrenaline. Maybe something will make me happy. Maybe something will yeah. be funny. But it's the not knowing and the scroll, scroll, scroll. That's what you're addicted to. Mm-hmm. It's not actually enjoying anything on social media. Yeah, for sure. And it's all by design. It's all features, not bugs. Yeah. Knowing that going forward, that doesn't mean, and, you know, like, obviously, if you want to, you can delete your social media. Yeah, no, for but, sure. But, like, a lot of us need it. 
like, I don't know. I get jobs from social media. It's happened before. And yeah, uh, I follow a lot of artists. All you got to do is set boundaries with it. And I realized well, it's that like, it's like the anything. social media was ruining the movies, not the movies themselves, that mm. all this anticipation was the problem. And I could have enjoyed Captain Marvel if I wasn't in the hype cycle, you know? <laughs> so I didn't have a good time because I wanted it to be better. And I couldn't have just enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of why I got so cagey about people... Uh, having this like films versus cinema versus art versus this versus that all focused on the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I had just come out the other side of being a cynical, angry, this isn't as good as it should be to, oh, this is stupid bullshit. Great. And I was finally just kind of enjoying myself, enjoying this ride. And it felt like everyone else was just like, I don't want to say like catching up to me or something, but they were dragging me. They were pulling me yeah, back exactly. to, to where I had come from. And it's like, you don't have to think you're better than these people. It's just like, you're seeing people do a destructive behavior that you've learned to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was, it was specifically that it was like this personal thing. I had done that angry, stressful, weird t- tying your identity with like media and, and yeah. I don't know, just needing it to be perfect. I tell you what I haven't, once again, I haven't seen that star Wars movie. Sounds like it's a J.J. Abrams movie. It's a very J.J. Abrams like, movie. I don't know if you've seen any of those Star Treks or Super 8, but man, his movies don't make any sense. They're so much fun. Oh, yeah. There are some love very fun them. visuals. Oh, I yeah. love watching them, but man, they sure just are like, the only reason Force Awakens made sense is because they just ripped off the plot of the first one. Yeah. Like, and the first one had a very simple plot. A New Hope had a very simple plot, so that it was like easy to rip off. And also, like, Star Wars? Most of the movies aren't very good. They're very, yeah. I like them all. They're very but, simple. But simple little fairy tales. You know. Movie. Like, they're not, they're not in this, they're never going to join the Criterion collection, you know? <laughs> they're and probably they, already in the Criterion and if collection. They, but if they are, it's because of, uh, because of the market and not because of their artistic quality. And I think yeah, there's yeah. plenty of artistic merit in every one of those movies Mm -hmm. but that's not why we talk about them necessarily Mm -hmm. we talk about them because they're star wars and star wars has become bigger than any other movie franchise Mm -hmm. even the marvel movies which make more money and there's more of them somehow we say the word luke skywalker and it means something to people who haven't seen star wars which is wild it's a wild ride and just Baby. like, yeah, just realize that you are participating in something and mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything except eat and sleep and. Well, do things with purpose. Don't yeah. think, don't do things because your anxiety is telling you you have to. Don't look at those cars, man. Don't you can't do much about them. Watching that hashtag is doing nothing to prevent it or help it. It's just giving you anxiety attacks. Yeah. And there are things you can do. Yeah. But like do them. Like social media could be great, but they're mm-hmm. they've they've put in all these stupid things to make it bad. Yeah. And that's fine, but that just means that like chocolate cake, which also has lots of things in it that are bad, mm-hmm. you gotta take little bites and you can't eat the whole cake in one day. So we can stop hurting ourselves and we can instead pay a very large, beautiful woman to hurt us and also maybe yeah. give us some nipple twists at the same time. Find 
There are, Since apparently we all just want to be in pain all the time. Yes. Much safer. You can have some fun. Much more fun. While you do it. It's a little expensive, but think of all the time you're wasting on Twitter right now and Facebook yep. and Reddit. You could take that time, invest it. You could be making some memories. Invest some it in, leather memories. In leather, in a leather mommy. Yes. Do you want to take a break? For your, for self-care. Leather mommies for self-care. Or daddies. Or, or daddies. Just, just a leather person who hurts you <laughs> a, because a you deserve figure, it. Yes. You know? A leather guardian. <laughs> this is my self-care leather guardian. Oh, like a, like a, oh, fuck, what's it called? When you need a dog because you get sad or whatever? God, what's that word? Come on. Just cut this part out. Yeah. And then make it seem like I thought of it really fast. This is my guardian dog. Mm, actually, it was going to be so funny. I was going to say, like, guide guide leather daddy or whatever. Um, you want to take a break? Bye, Siri. We have to take a break. Catch you in a minute on Fan Fiction Writers Room. Forgot what I say. I'm a great hairy hulk of like a lycanthrope. I've had a hair in my soap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our characters this week are John Wayne from Cowboy Films, Dante from Devil May Cry, Lady Macbeth from Project Deeker, and Mario from Super Mario. Our tags are Desire, Alternate Canon, and in public. Do, do we want to look up any of these characters? Dante. All right, let's I can see what Dante's about, all about. I can about. learn about this cool silver boy that fights with a big sword from Devil May Cry. Does the devil cry? I mean, he may. Is it a spoiler? So he's this cool guy right here. He's got a sword and a gun, two big guns and a sword. That's he's kind of cool. like uh, like Deadpool, I guess, and... Only in that he has both swords and guns. That and a long uh, <laughs> uh, jacket. That? I think that's where mm. it ends. Um, Deadpool doesn't have a long jacket. Does he not? No. Oh, okay. He has a leather suit, but he loves to shoot his guns and be irreverent. Dante is a mercenary and private investigator specializing in paranormal cases, preferring those which require demon slaying. Oh, he Muscul- loves to slay demons. Muscular, silver white hair, and piercing. He has muscular hair. He is muscular with (laughs) silverish white hair, piercing icy blue eyes, and usually wears a red duster or trench coat. Dante's arsenal consists of firearms and melee weapons, including ebony and ivory, twin (gasps) semi-automatic handguns, which never need reloading, and a variety of swords, such as rebellion, force edge, and devil arms he created names, by his father. He names all of his weapons? I guess so. Ebony and ivory for twin guns is very good. Is it a black gun and a white gun? He has superhuman strength, agility, stamina, and he can enter into a half demon state. Oh, part demon. Known as Devil Trigger. Nice. In this state, Dante possesses. Some, getting some blade vibes. Greater strength and speed. His health ge- regenerates at a steady pace and has a greater abilities, including fight with his melee weapons. Does he get cool fangs and his eyes turn gold? You were on DeviantArt in the 2000s. Oh, yes. What was the thing that made everyone want to become a half-demon? Was it Dante? 
Was it Devil May Cry? I think we all had always wanted to be happy. Is that just in our hearts? Is that just who we all want to be? We all we want all to are. have little demon wings and sharp teeth. Well, because we all want to be super cool and special and unique and also the chosen one, but we don't want to be like, like we want to earn it. You right. know? So the idea that like, oh. I have this dark power. Oh. I'm so cool and mysterious, but also it's a bad thing that I have to overcome. Instead of being like a princess, it's like right. you have the the royal blood. It's, you just get all the money. It's not and all a the blessing; magic. it's a curse. Yes, it's this. It's this, and so being half demon is just. It's such a wonderful mix of all the best things of chosen one without the baggage of, you know, I didn't earn this power. Yeah, I got given it. I think he's just this cool fight man who. Has a bunch of guns and swords, and he kills demons. Heck, yeah. Which, you know, he should. But he also part demon. Maybe I guess there's so. Maybe some, some angsty backstory there. Some lore. I think, here, let's watch the first cutscene, because I oh, think okay. it's pretty good. Name. Devil may cry. I'm sorry, we closed at nine. Again, Where is no it his agency name? I can't seem to get any real business. Whoa, slow down, babe. Well, well, what do we have here? Nature calls? It's in the back. So, you must be the handyman who'll take any dirty job. Am I correct? Almost. I only take special jobs. If you know what I mean. You're the man who lost a mother and a brother to evil 20 years ago. The son of the legendary Dark Knight Sparta. Mr. Dark. Oh, Sparta's his daddy! Well, the way I figure it, in this business a lot of your kind comes around. And if I kill each one that comes, eventually I should hit the jackpot sooner or later. In that case, you should be used to this sort of thing. Oh, she's demon claws! Oh my god, kick. Bam. Oof. Haha. Got your sword now. Oh, oh she's stabbing! Yeah, that's how you kill a Dante. She stabbed him and I like to keep him. Son of the legendary Dark Knight Sparta. Didn't your daddy teach you how to Sword. Oh man, is she gonna hit him with that? Yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Time to go to work, guys. I can shoot this motorcycle so hard that it reverses direction in the air, and now it's gonna hit her? Fuck, this game rules! And he's, the sword's just in his chest. And he's just walking around with it like it's like it's a badge. You were the first one to know about my inventions. Looks like I'm getting closer. Yeah. You can't shoot a lady with those that big of cleavage. My name is Trish. I came here she to seek your job for you to put an end to the underworld. What? Like, are there other times where they go to people who are slightly worse bounty hunters, oh, yeah. and they, they're like, oh, that was just a test, and they just kill them instantly? Probably. That must happen. That's like the third guy I've accidentally stabbed through the chest. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good introduction. He's the coolest guy ever. He's the coolest guy ever who can shoot a motorcycle 
right out of the sky. Yeah. It's the motorcycle's coming. He goes, time to work. Then he takes out his two guns and he he has time to deliver a monologue, a a, a stinger. One of our tags is alternate canon. We could put him into the cat's universe and he could be slayer of. Or it could turn out all cats cats. are demons. All cats are demons. he has to slay the Jellicles one by one. Oh, my God. I do like that. Going through them all. They're demons, actually. He kills the James Corden Jellicle and the Taylor Swift Jellicle and the... Because cats have three different names. I didn't didn't finish telling you about all the the naming of cats. They have three different names. They have the name that their humans give them. The ones they tell each other. The name that they give themselves... And they also have a secret name that they tell no one. Oh. Their true name. So their demon name. Right, yeah. And that's just like Faye. Faye, they have their true so name that holds all their power. Of Dante's can't kill the cats until he discovers their true name. Oh, okay, so. Or he has to kill them nine times. So we all thought that cats was about regular cats and they just looked like these evil monstrosity human hybrids yeah. because of like artistic choices. Yeah. What we didn't realize is no, they actually look like that. Yeah, this is it, a... That's what a Jellicle cat is. Yeah. They worship the Dark Lord, Jellicus, and the Jellicle choice is about... a. That's what the Heaviside layer is. It's the demon underworld. Yeah, the Heaviside layer. Th- that we all know about yeah, and the, love. Remember the Heaviside layer... Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so... Devicide layer. <gasps> so... Just gonna skip right over that, huh? Devicide layer. Devis- I don't think that's that clever. The I'm de- sorry. Is it clever? Is it more clever than I'm realizing? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Way big time. Yeah. You could say that about maybe everything I've ever said yeah, on this that's show, true. though. Um, <laughs> someone put Dante on the task of invading the cat's world mm-hmm. so in an in an alley in old london town someone's like i think there's been some demon activity yeah. but he gets there nothing but alley cats what's going on the cats are just one kind of demon it's not like all demons are cats you know those are just jellical demons not They're every just cat followers of the dark lord Jellicus. yes it's not, yeah it's not like the film cats and dogs where cats are evil and dogs are good and no. dogs are spies that chase down the evil cats no 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 just there happens to be a group of demons hanging out in Lond- old London town and they're disguising themselves as cats okay. because they're cat demons. But there's only like 69 of them. Yeah. Nice. motorcycle he clicked the stand down that's what that's called right motorcycle stand motorcycle stand down he threw his leg over he stretched and he walked into the alley where he heard tell of demons the alley was damp and wet filled with garbage there didn't seem to be anything particularly interesting so dante took a squat took a pee and took a pee (laughs) he had to poop he dante started uh 
pooping <laughs> in the alleyway. Let's have him pee. He had diarrhea. <laughs> Are you five? Yes. Good. He he pulled down, he, he unzipped his pants and he started peeing on the wall of the alley. Wrote his name. <laughs> nice. He saw something from the corner of his eye as he was finishing off the E. His name that he was writing with urine. A garbage can fell and he turned, but it was just an alley cat. Meow. What are you doing here, scaring me like that? You're so cute. And he heard the telltale clack of heels behind him. He turned around, holding both ebony and ivory out straight ahead, ready to fire. Whoa. Easy there, stranger. Wait, we're in London. Oi. <laughs> Easy there, stranger. Well, let's see. You can do it. I'm in London. Oh, London. Wait. Okay, I'm a sexy lady. Lady of the night. Lady of the night. In London. London town. Am I? Am I cooking? Eh? Aye. In it. Sport tea. No, that's for old ladies and Monty Python skits. Easy there, love. Who are you? Hmm. I can be your. Angel <laughs> or your devil. <laughs> she a- looks like a human lady, but she's wearing very high heels. Her heels were higher than Dante had ever seen. And her fur coat was thick. It was hard to make out any of her features. Dante pulled the guns back. And did a little twirl with them. and th- It was really cool. It was so cool. And he threw them into his holsters. What are you doing out here? I could ask you the same question there, love. I got a tip about some sort of demons or monsters or some something out here. Oh, and that's yes. the kind of work I do. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty cool. And he took a bite of pizza that he had uh-huh. on his person. Cold pizza out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> took a big old bite. He's... Does he love pizza? Is that a thing? I think that's a thing. Oh. So why I brought pizza into it. I don't. I know nothing about Devil May Cry mm-hmm. except for Ego Raptor, the YouTube star of Game Grumps, mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s made a parody called Awesome May Cry. And in Awesome May Cry, Dante eats pizza a lot. So that's why I brought pizza into it. I don't know if that's a real thing in the game. I mean, I love it. Yeah. So he's going to eat pizza the whole time. He's going to roll it up and smoke it. Yeah. He he <laughs> he rolled up uh, mm-hmm. a slice of cheese pizza and he lit the end. She she flicked a, a light. Oh, very good. Hey, you are. He breathed in. The cheesy, greasy goodness. (laughs) Have you heard anything? Have you seen anything? Do you have any information for me? She very sexily walked towards him. Oh, yes, I could show you all kinds of sights. Demons. Dante looked up. 
and down. Angels. Well, if you're offering, I'm here to see whatever you are offering. Oh, I'm I'm offering things all right, all kinds of treasures. And she she opens up her her fur coat to make her boobies more prominent. Hmm. He reaches around and pulls her in close. He reaches and grabs the the lapels of the fur coat, and mm. he's gonna he's gonna very sexually bring it down over her shoulders. Yeah. But he he pulls a little bit, and it doesn't give. And suddenly he realizes, oh, this is no fur coat, ma'am. This is the fur of a cat demon. He's, he's looking down at her boobies, and then he tries to pull the coat and get a better look at her boobies. Yeah, as one should. Yep. And then when he huh, and then when he looks back up, suddenly her eyes have changed, and they've got the cat slit. And oh my God. she's got the cat, you know, fangs. Mm-hmm. The little fangies, the teefies. He reaches behind to grab his sword, but it's too late. She has grabbed him by the neck and is holding Ooh, him up yeah. against the wall. And cats slink out from the corners. Jellicle cats come out tonight. Jellicle cats come out tonight. Jellicle cats, come on, come on. The Jellicle moon is shining bright. Jellicles come to the Jellicle ball. Uh-oh, I'm going to just sing the entire movie. Watch out. Dante sees cats crawling down the sides of buildings and coming around. Amazing the... synth music begins to fill the air. And they all start singing and doing a incredibly choreographed dance. The showmanship is amazing. These cats are pirouetting. It's also very scary. But Dante doesn't get scared. <laughs> he gets even. This lady who is holding him morphs into the most horrifying creature he's ever seen in his life. Her hair disappears and fur replaces every inch of skin on her body, except her face, which is horrifyingly human yes. still. And ears sprout from the top of her head, flicking this way and that. She looks suspiciously like comedy comedian James Corden. <laughs> no, she looks like Taylor Swift. She looks like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And then he hears a voice from the shadows. <laughs> Very well done, Bumblerina. Well, have we here caught a little mouse in our trap, have we? He knew that voice. My old nemesis, McCavity. Dante and McCavity know each other? Yep. Oh my gosh. He so, didn't know McCavity was a cat, though. So McCavity is the troublemaker cat. He's from. Oh yeah. What kind of trouble is McCavity? He's murdering demon oh slayers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. McCavity, what are you doing here? What do you want with me? Well, I finished breaking every human law they had. Figured I had to start breaking some demon laws. Breaking some devil slayer laws. <sighs> McCavity has lured Dante here to kill him. Kill him? It, like turn, turn him into, he is going to take... Okay, so it's the Jellical Moon tonight. Mm-hmm. Only comes around once every 69 days. Anytime. It's a handy number. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's going to take Dante 
and throw him into the Devicide layer, and then Dante will be reborn as a jellical demon. Oh my god. The very thing he has sworn to destroy. Right. Demon cat. So they have to wait until the the Devicide layer has opened. Mm-hmm. The cats slink up and down Dante's body, tying him to a plank of wood. Mm-hmm. And hoisting him up. They put him inside a big cat carrier. Cats grab onto Dante and throw him into a regular-sized cat carrier. Oh! Which he has to fit. Oh, he's so squished! He's very squished, and it is very uncomfortable for him. Oh, dear. They're so cruel! And they tie the cat carrier to a rope and lift it high above the... Devil side? Devicide. Devicide. It's like the heaviside layer, but it's devicide. Now, what layer. is it? The heaviside layer is a mysterious otherworldly dimension only known to cats. But is it a portal? It, we don't know what it is. But how do how do you think they are going to access it for to throw Dante in? Hmm. Like, is it a big hole in the ground? In the movie, they put one of the cats into a balloon, and she gets to ride off into the sunset. And we presume that she's going to go through the sunset into the other dimension. Okay. So maybe they just attach it to a big balloon. Yeah, let's do that. It's off into the sky. The maybe it's like the moon itself becomes a portal, right? Like a hole in the sky. Okay. And you have to go through the ozone layer hole. Dante watched as the cats tied. Big, heavy balloons mm-hmm. to his they got cat some, carrier. They got some helium balloons that said, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a boy. Yeah. And also, there was a big number four for <laughs> your number four birthday. Yeah. And a turtle. And one guy had a pinata. And the others got, were like, That's, that doesn't float. You're it's wrong. Not, he was like, we can put helium inside it. That was the James Corden cat. That was Buster for Jones, yes. Yeah. But then he just opened up the pinata and started eating the candy. Yeah. Because he loves to eat. And Dante started hovering. Oh, no. And flying it started up, floating. up into the sky. And the lead catress, mm-hmm. she looked up at him and, and yelled after him. Ha, ha, ha. Take that. We got you. <laughs> he has a cell phone that he's been in contact with his mysterious benefactor, Blood Dagger. As Dante flies higher and higher up into the sky, he struggled. He managed to reach into his coat pocket. What did he have? What did he have? He pulled out his phone. He couldn't quite dial. He... He, he checked Twitter just really fast. Yeah. He just needed to know what was going on. And then, oh. he, then he switched it open. He, he dialed his mysterious benefactor, hoping that she could help him, save him, give him any information. Bloodjaker, it's me, Dante. I, I failed. I need your help. I, they've, they're sending me into the, into the, Devil side layer. Devil side layer. Devicide. Devicide. I don't know. Help me. And then he heard coming down from below amidst the cats and 
a new cat appears wearing the biggest fur coat he's ever seen in his life. And it's an old ginger cat named Old Deuteronomy. Pulls open their coat somehow. Because it's also a, it's also like a coat that they're wearing, but it's their fur too at the same time. Yeah. It's unclear. So they reach inside their coat, pull out a cell phone, and, and flip it open and answer in the exact voice of oh Blood Dagger. Oh, my God. Hello? Is that you, Dante? Help me. There's demons in London. <laughs> you fool. This was us the whole time. Also, her name was Blood Dagger, the gaslighting cat. How did that not fool you? Tip you off. And, and she crushes the cell phone. It was a setup from the very beginning. Dante clenched his teeth. Well, how are you going to get out of this one, Dante, old buddy? And he saw all of the cats down below. Dancing in perfect unison. Dante flew higher and higher. The air became thin. The moon was growing closer and closer somehow. What magical devilry was this? The moon was growing? The light of the moon became brighter and it... Brighter and eventually it... It seemed like there was a there, there was a shadow moving across the moon, like an eclipse. But then he realized, no, this was the light of the moon opening, like a lid, into a hole in the sky. And Dante flew up into... Into a darkness, a blackness, blacker than the darkest night. And the moon closed, and With a click. he was in... It was a very satisfying com- click, like the little switch sound. Yeah. He was in complete darkness. Mm, didn't know where he was or who he was. There was warmth, and there was it was bright. There was a, there was, a strange material all around him. Did he realize he was inside a, a burlap sack of some kind? He he wiggled his way out and he pulled on the rope, and wow. What it's like everywhere to be a kitty. And he hopped out of the burlap sack and there were and cats. He was surrounded on everywhere. all sides. And they were just staring at him curiously. Finally, one can you see in the dark? Nope, that's not what he said. Damn it. Oh, I ruined it. Spencer, I ruined Don't you it. Do have all of the songs right there? Yes, and I said it wrong. Well, okay. Read it. One, one lone, solitary cat stepped forward and he said, Are you blind when you're born? And uh, Donnie didn't know how to answer that. He doesn't know, remember when he was born. But another cat stepped out from the other side and said, Can you see in the dark? That's all I remember of the first time. <laughs> and, and Dante, he looks down at his, his little paws and he looks up at these cats. Dante is only interesting to them for so long. There's a ball of yarn and all of the cats play with the ball of yarn and Dante watches and he thinks, I like yarn. That's pretty fun. And he he runs over and he starts playing with them. They They hear a noise and suddenly there's fish served to them from some sort of something. An owner? A master? 
they they're handed fish and they eat they're plenty they eat ravenously sensually dante's never felt so much is it good is it he can't even it's all it all blends together he the cats wrestle and they pounce and they chase after butterflies dante joins he thinks stops thinking and soon enough it's all instinct all he is is cat there is no dante there is only cool silver cool silver and cool silver played and he jumped and he pounced and he ate fish he ran until one day what changes? What what would remind Dante of his past? You think? Hmm. He loves to slay demons. Yeah, it's favorite. He thing. loves to ride motorcycles. Maybe he sees his old motorcycle. Okay. He wants to ride it so bad. Yeah. Now, did you ever watch the original version of it? Yeah. The miniseries. Yeah. Remember at the very end when the main character's wife has gone catatonic from her fear of the monster. No, I didn't get that far. She, it's in the, se- the very, very end of the second half. I think I finished the bit where they kill him as children, but I didn't get to the second half. Did you watch the miniseries or the? Yeah, the miniseries. I, Not I, the movies? The yeah, movies? I haven't seen the movies. Okay. Basically, the miniseries, I got bored halfway through. Yes. Because it's very long and Correct. <laughs> Correct response. The, in the miniseries, at the very end, he finds his old bike. Old, uh-huh. rusty. Nope. Oh. He named it Silva. Hi ho Silva away because he oh. loves the Lone Ranger. Cute. And he is like, Yes, I used to be able to go everywhere on this bike. This was total freedom. And he takes his wife and puts her on the handlebars and he rides with her down a hill. And they go so fast on the bike. And it's such a beautiful, joyous experience that it jolts her out of her catatonic state. And she suddenly remembers who she is. And they just cry for joy riding down this beautiful bike. And so bicycles. As if they go fast enough, have the ability, it's been canonically established, they have the ability to jolt your memories back into your brain after they've been hidden from you. Dante. So he needs to get on his motorcycle and drive very fast. Dante had never seen, or what What did we name Dante? Uh, cool Silver. Cool well, Silver. That doesn't sound right, though. Um, Dante... Slit, it, it's got to be slippity silver, silver, or something cool. like that. It's got to be s- got a nonsense cool. word, Guns. and then and then something related to Dante. Slim slippity silver, slim slippity slim silver, shady. slim slippity slippity silver, slippity silver. Slippity silver. Noticed a cat, mm-hmm. all white. Beautiful white cat, dancing and ballet. Dancing ballet, and oh. Dante had never seen anything quite this full. This, if he felt a connection that he had never quite felt before, mm-hmm. and he went and slickety Silva. Slippity Silva. Slippity Silva danced with this white cat. She was doing very beautiful ballet. And he did not know how to do ballet. What kind of dancing did he know how to do, though? 
crumping. Yeah, he crumped. Crumped? And he dabbed. Oh, how he crumped well into the night. It was a beautiful thing. Maynade. Sweet, passionate poodle. And the two cats, they smelled each other and they licked each other and they nuzzled with each other's foreheads. And the two ended up in a shoebox. And the night was young. Something was still missing. The cat was asleep. The white kitty. He pawed. He licked her her ears. (laughs) He had never felt quite so at peace. But, But what was wrong? He could hear a strange... A strange sound rumbling. She was purring. He he loved this purring, but he wanted it bigger. Boisterous, sister. A tiger's purr. A monster's purr. The rumble. The white cat stopped purring, but Silva couldn't help but need it. Need it. And he, he reached up. He knew that the purring was coming from above. He reached higher and higher and higher. And he landed. Was he flying? On Earth. <gasps> Dante, human Dante, in a tiny box, naked. Oh. Is he a cat? The little human. white cat on his lap. And he landed in England in the year 2770, <gasps> the future. Oh. And helicopters swirling above. But there it was his motorcycle. It hadn't oh, been touched, yeah. it had rusted, it was old, it had been thrown out of the way several times. It had cool future stripes on it. It had acclimated yes. to the future around it. Dante, he stood up, went into the dumpster. He managed to find some and then he heard, clothes. Where, where are you going, Slippity Silva? Don't you love it here with me? And suddenly, the white cat was a beautiful cat lady. Human being. Human hands. Cat body? Human feet. Cat tail. Mmm, very nice. Cat ears. Human nose. Ugh. He was as as horny as he was repulsed. What was this bizarre feeling coursing through him? And then he realized he himself also had cat ears and a cat tail and beautiful silver fur covering his body. He didn't answer her. And he reached and picked up the motorcycle and placed it down on the earth. He turned it on and he heard the purr. Another voice from the shadow. What's going on? I thought you said he loved it here with you in the in the shoebox. Yes, well, he he's drawn to his, I think it's his motorcycle from before. Not his motorcycle! That's a two-wheeled vehicle. Much like a bicycle. You know what'll happen if he gets on that. Dante turned to the white cat. Are you coming? Me- meow. 
That's what I thought. And he turned on the motorcycle. <laughs> and hit the gas. No! Cat, cat humans lunged at him from all sides. No, I will stop you! And he had his horrible claws out at the ends of his human fingers. Dante did. Or no, the, no. The, the bad cat. The bad cat. McCavity was there. McCavity. And cats. There were seas of cats. Oh, boy. The magician cat was just throwing roses at him, throwing top hats, playing cards. He hit the gas on his motorcycle and went up a ramp of cat bodies. Oh, yeah. And flew up as cats dove at him and jumped. And It was as terrifying as it was radical. And he landed on the, the pavement and the cats chased after him, but his oh, motorcycle was boy. too fast. And he drove off into the night. Faster and faster and faster. And as he drove, he could feel his memories returning. That's right. He was not Slippity Silva. He was Dante, the human. Demon? Slayer? Maybe part demon? Not cat demon, though. Oh, boy, no, sir. Dante, remembering who he was, pulled over. Stepped off his motorcycle. In Trafalgar Square, and he and he screeches and does the cool Akira stop, puts his one leg out, and looks up at the big dog statues that they have in Trafalgar Square, because, you know, we're in London, and that's like a touristy thing, and he's like, oh yeah, so cool, I'm in London. He goes to the nearest Burger King. He sits down. He orders himself a hamburger. I don't know. Whopper? Whopper. At the Burger King? Yeah, Whopper. He orders himself a Whopper. He puts his feet up on the table and he takes a big bite of the first Whopper he's had in 700 years. Oh yeah, human food. And because, as we know, Faye rules, if you eat food of the beings with which you are cavorting, you become one of them forever. Mm -hmm. So because he's back in the human world, he was a cat person. And now he took a bite of human food. The what? What's the most human food that you can find? A Whopper from Burger King. Yes. And now, oh, fully human once more. The juicy meat and the tasty toasted bun. Also, some pickles. I don't know what's on a Whopper, but this episode brought to you by Burger King. Yeah. Go get yourself a Whopper. It'll make you less like a cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eat like a king. A Burger King, that is. Dante took the last couple bites of his delicious Whopper. Mm-hmm. He stood up and he stretched and he reached back and felt his human hair. Oh, that feels good. And he walked out of the Burger King and there stood the white cat. Mm, human form? Regular. Regular cat form. Regular cat. Just a normal cat. For all he could see. And Was it the, a regular cat? The cat, cat? Question mark. The cat ran over and hopped onto the back of his motorcycle. Oh! And Dante, he snickered, and he threw his leg over it the motorcycle. It behind the ears. Good kitty. And the two went off into the night. But then, from a t- high atop Big Ben, there was a a horrible cat man creature. Shaking his fist at the night. I'll get you next time, Dante. Just you wait. They sang 
the song about getting Dante next time. Dante and the white kitty drove off into the night. Mm -hmm. And they could hear meows and of anger. They could... You haven't heard the last of the Jellicle Cats! But they knew that that was business for another day. Mm-hmm. And tonight, they were going to find... All the best mo- Burger King joints they could. They were going to eat their weight in Burger King oh, and yeah. sleep in a Motel 6. Surprise. And they were back. Out of the hellscape that was... The Jellicle. The Jellicle world. you like to do some sandwich criticism? Oh, that was good. I don't know how we could criticize that one. Sandwich criticism is where we look at our masterpiece with a critical eye. We say one thing we liked, another we didn't, and alas, we liked. What's one thing you liked? Well, I liked all of the catch references. Yeah. Uh, very topical. I very musical. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. Very whimsical. Yeah, I think... Mm. I think we had a good time. I, kn- despite knowing nothing about this this musical, I, I, mean, I feel like we did a good yeah, job. Talk about a property that you can play fast and loose with yeah, the canon. <laughs> What's one thing we didn't like? Bit of a lack of a finale. If I do say so. I guess so. Although I liked how like got some good product Kind of nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like a story where nothing really happens. You that's know? true. Very. That's very true to cats as well. Yeah. So, last thing we liked. Mm, Dante, how cool he is! Yeah, he's so cool. Mm-hmm. I like the. Uh, I like you bringing in all the real cats. <laughs> that was I, super fun. Because I couldn't. Like I was just. This is what I. I could have done I first, more, but I was like, uh. when I first <laughs> thought of this show. And the idea of like making it a fan when fiction. When it first came to you in a fever dream. Exactly. And I, I was thinking like, well, what about when like we introduce new characters? Like we're going to waste, you know, Mario if we just have him be mm-hmm. the character who's just needs to say this one line. But that's fun when we're playing with a property and you can just slot in whichever character we <laughs> need at the moment that fits that role from the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that was fun. Uh, if you'd like to suggest characters for us, send them on over. Send them on over to show at gmail.com or on Twitter at show. And also review us on iTunes. So. It'll help us out a lot. I think iTunes, I don't, iTunes is, is still thing? on my computer. Oh, yes. But I know that they're changing over to Apple Music at some point or Apple Podcasts. Oh, Apple, so maybe I you think say, it's not going to be a thing. Yeah, maybe say oh. review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I'm going to have review to. Review us on all the places. Yeah, wherever you can, you can find, wherever we're on, because we're on Stitcher, we're on mm-hmm. Overcast, we're on all these different platforms. Mm-hmm. I don't even know all the platforms we're yes. on. Give us five stars. If you can possibly review us on the platform you're listening to us on mm-hmm. do it please you don't even have to review us just give us five stars mm-hmm. and say it's great it's cats comma it's great yes um also thanks to the band known as the band known as seawater bliss for the use of their song theme from teen wolf 2 as our intro and outro check out their album at seawaterbliss.com and remember when in doubt just au that garbage